0: Hello and welcome to just another Liverpool podcast with myself Matthew Wood and I'm joined by Matthew Norton on the back of Liverpool 3 Leicester City nil. You'll notice that Stuart Jones our usual host is conspicuous by his absence here. Um, Bobby's revenge shall we say uh, getting on the score sheet Bobby Firmino uh, in a 3-0 win for the Reds that took us to uh, the top of the table or joint top. Uh, Matthew Norton, first and foremost, welcome. How's it feel? Just the two of us on today's podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? A, a- uh, wall should we say the usual Jude introduction.
0: June. Not, not
1: m- yeah. maybe we've
0: gone into hiding. Yeah, so maybe gone into hiding after that. Bobby Firmino <laughs> masterclass.
1: I uh, couldn't live with it couldn't, couldn't look himself in the um, mirror. one point obviously just to
0: mention before we uh, kick off with the uh, analysis of the game as such and the talking points uh, Ray Clements uh, obviously passing away Liverpool legend arguably the club's greatest ever goalkeeper um, great to see the club doing a, a tribute at the beginning of the game there with the, the goalkeepers involved in that and I think it, w- it was fitting really um, that that uh, Ray Clements was involved in the last Liverpool team to go and beat him for such a long time at Anfield, um, and that record has now been matched and surpassed. And also a clean sheet as well. So uh, that that was that was nice to see it. a good little tribute there. I think. Uh, would you agree? Can't really argue with that, can you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think <clears throat> no, definitely not. But I think definitely. Our greatest goalkeeper, over 600 appearances, uh, three European Cups, five league titles. Um, you know, I, I doubt yeah. anyone will ever match that again. Yeah, um, definitely. I probably should
0: be list In his honours, um, as you just announced there, really, on, on the TV, you, you do think that, you know, in today's game, that's really difficult to get
1: anywhere near to, isn't it? Yeah, definitely definitely the Premier League, I think. You sort of look at sort of European titles, maybe Real Madrid have sort of done that a little bit, but in terms of English sides and no one's you know no yeah. one's gone close to that sort of record, I think, in the last definitely. thirty years really.
0: Liverpool legend, as we say. Uh so the game. Uh we start off I guess with the I mean, going into this game. I mean, how did you feel going into this game and um, before we kind of touch on the lineups because I was actually thinking, it, it. it's weird now in hindsight, I, I was thinking going into this, do you know what? I would potentially take a point. That was my mindset going into this because of the setbacks and injuries that we'd had in that absolute nightmare of an international break where it seemed every day there was a new injury and we weren't quite sure what team was going to get put out. I was very much, like I say, I was almost in the camp of, do you know what, I'd take a point. I mean, what, what were you thinking just going into the game?
1: Yeah, well, Leicester could go into the game you know, in great form, don't they? And as we know, Jamie Vardy's caused problems in the past anyway. And um, in particular, we highlight the lineup. You know, with Fabinho playing centre-half, he'd just come back from a three-week layoff, off a hamstring injury. So, you know, the last sort of player you want to be playing yeah. against is Jamie Vardy, really. Um and I just I just felt as well as if we sort of lost that game, we we we're, we're losing a little bit a little bit of ground on on sort of Tottenham really, um, and also you know we've only played was it eight or nine games now, and to pick up sort of like if we've lost yeah. one, I think we against Villa, drew one against Everton, another another defeat sort of feels like a poor start to the season as well, doesn't it? So yeah, like there, you there, said, really, there was, I was quite
0: just, a bit of noise though, wasn't wasn't there around. Point, um, obviously, we just touched on to that it. you know that amazing record that we've now got sixty four games. Uh, unbeaten Anfield. The last time that we did lose, Christian Benteke was scoring goals. That's how long ago it was. Um, yeah, there, there seems to be like a lot of noise around the fact that um, a lot of people thought Leicester would would uh, would come to Anfield and win, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I think the way Leicester's set up, they're very much on the counter attack, aren't they? With the pace and. Um getting balls in behind. And I think that does sort of play to our, our weakness, really. Um, but I just thought it was, it was just it was one of the best mm. team performances of the season, if not the best for me. It, it really was. I just thought with the, with the injuries we've got, it seemed to unite us as a team. And, we, you know, everyone put a shift yeah. in. No one played no one. I played completely agree. Though. I
0: thought it was a brilliant performance. Um, it really was. And maybe I was led into that a little bit by being a little bit unsure as to how we were going to line up and, you know, what to expect exactly. Um but just to reiterate the lineup, uh obviously Allison and goal, uh Milner was at right back, Matip and Fabinho at centre back, who I, I thought were both out. To be honest, uh, everyone was everyone was brilliant in this game, so it's probably not even worth tagging that on to, to uh to the individuals here. But yeah, Matip and Fabinho centre back, Robertson left back, uh midfield three, who I thought was was going to be huge in this game. When I saw the team sheet, I thought this would be a, a key battleground. Uh, Jones, Wijnaldum and Cater, and then Jota, Firmino and, and Mane up front. Um, so, yeah, that midfield in particular stood out to me because I thought, do you know what? In that Villa game where it did all go to shit, um, the midfield was... Um, off the top of my head was it um, Wijnaldum, Fabinho and Cater. I, think, I know Henderson was missing. I know that was the, that yeah, was the awesome. Um, awesome. that was the one outstanding thing, and I did think obviously with Jones in there at the weekend, Kate is obviously not a, a regular. Um, I did think that was that was going to be a pivotal area, but you know, all of those guys were did really well, and Curtis Jones, you know, slotted in seamlessly. I, I, I thought, yeah, he's one of
1: the performances where he didn't do loads but he just he did his job and um, you know he created some good chances and he just it was a mature performance from me, you know teenage yeah
0: it it, it it was I, I just thought um, without doing anything too spectacular um he he just did his he, he just did his job really well. You wouldn't know that he that he was a young and experienced player in that team to me. Um yeah. but the game itself, I mean I I mean, there in terms of Leicester's approach, you know, they've had some good uh, results away at City and Arsenal and Leeds as well, playing in this certain way. Especially at City away, where they were kind of camped in, and then they were looking for that counter attack. But to me, that that never really developed. To be honest, like that Vardy, that, that was the one danger, isn't it? Vardy on that counter attack, but that never yeah. really materialised at all. And I just thought we completely dominated from from almost start to finish, really. Um, did you think that? You think that was down yeah. to down to how good we were, and I, I did think we. One of the things we did really well was getting behind their back back five, if you like, in between um, the wing backs and the the centre backs, isolating Fuchs a few times. I think Jota was making some clever runs, um, wow. and we really kind of impressed our our, our game on them really, and um, they they didn't. Really get maybe once or twice they got out in the counter attack. I think Barnes had a chance in the first half at one nil. But um, in terms of in terms of how they they approached it, what did you think? It was something they were trying to replicate from the previous wins that they'd had away from home, or do you, do you think we were just too good for them? Or
1: how did you see that kind of play out? I think a bit. Of, I think a bit of both, really. I think that the way they'd set up, they were trying to obviously catch you on the counter. Um, if you were them, you'd clearly target our right hand side, where yeah. Milner and Fabinho. You know, catch them out of position. You know, haven't quite got the legs of Arnold and Gomez. Say, um, but they just, they just never really threatened it. Did they really that even they had that one chance, like I mentioned, when it was when it was one nil, um, and Harvey Barnes. It, it comes to him very quickly, to be fair, um, and it's, you know, it's nowhere near on target at the end but besides that I can't think of many chances he created really
0: no not at all I think like you said that that was uh, I do think there was a little bit I think Rogers met, mentioned afterwards they were they were a bit passive um, I did expect a little bit more from them but I think I I, I mean you yeah, mentioned definitely. targeting Milner That I think they did try and do that but I think Milner was that good um, that he didn't really get exploited and yep. if anything you know Milner was uh as an attacking threat, almost being able to to kind of um, play balls um, forward, he played a, a couple of really good balls into good areas that 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 were hurting the opposition. I mean, you ultimately, he got two assists almost because I think the first goal, the own goal, was his corner, I think, um, yeah. and also obviously the third goal yeah, it was uh, yeah. set up for for Mino as well. So, um. Yeah, I think they did they try to do that, but I think we just we just handled it so well. And Matip and Fabinho, I thought, were were brilliant, I have to say. Uh, won everything in yeah. the air, so composed. Matip, um, Matip's come such a long way for me. Um, you know, I used to be a bit of a critic, to be honest. Um, almost Stu's version of uh, Lovren, maybe. But, um, like you know, considering he doesn't play... You know, every week, and we know the injury problems he had. He's uh, he's, he's, he's just re- he just came in, and, and again, you wouldn't know that he hadn't been in the team. Yeah.
1: He's a solid player, isn't he? he's always been a solid player. Like, you remember, you go back to sort mm-hmm. of like players like Lovren and Skirtle, and you can remember them having games where they're just horrendous. But with Matip, you can't really think of him having many really bad games, really. He's just very solid, very good, like seven out of ten player. Yeah, week in, week out, really. And I think Fabinho as well. Fabinho, my biggest worry in that game was yeah. Vardy's pace with Fabinho. And Fabinho makes up for his lack of pace because he's so, it's positional player and his awareness and his, his reading of the game. He just is really brilliant, to be honest. And it's just, he sort of spots things before anyone else and just reads the play really yeah. well.
0: No, I agree completely. And, and, you know, it's, I have to say, the, the way we've dealt with these kind of changes in the in the back line and even in midfield do you know what I mean it's you know how seamless it has been as you know a testament to the group overall it's just like I, I think this team is uh, it was one of the question marks wasn't it last season oh if Liverpool get injuries you know they'd be in trouble and you know that could still happen but you know we've been with, without Van Dijk and do you know what I mean and everyone who come yeah. even people like you know people who didn't you know Shakiri wasn't involved at all but when he's come in the team and needed to do something He's gone and done it. And then you get somebody like Milner coming in at right yeah. back and, you know, man of the match almost. I would, I would say definitely up there. Just there's something about the yeah, group. Yeah, I think friend of all Tom Clark mentioned
1: didn't need it. Yeah, I think a friend of all Tom Clark mentioned didn't need it. You may <laughs> remember him from the man who kind mention. <laughs> uh, like, you look at the old Manchester United teams where they yeah. were winning Premier Leagues every year and it didn't matter who came in, like sort of John O'Shea, Wes Brown. He still won games, and he came in with a winning attitude. And you think, you no, know, ability-wise, they're way behind their their main eleven, but they come in and do a job. And it's, it's very much like us now, isn't it? It's the mentality, mentality of the group is so solid, yeah. and it's just it's, a, it's just a winning mentality that everyone who goes on that yeah. pitch gives a hundred percent. It is. There's just
0: like, and then you get you know people coming in like Jota and he's hitting the ground running as well. It just seems like everything's paying off, isn't it? And young players coming in like yeah. Nat Phillips and uh, Reese Williams and both of them have been brilliant in the games that they've played. And like he, the, the whole kind of like atmosphere and culture that Klopp has, has put together is like, it, it's unreal, I have to say. And yeah, um, yeah, I think we just gotta like enjoy it because like it's not gonna last forever, is it? But yeah, what a team! Um, so the so the goals, um, yeah, uh, we get around twenty minutes in or so. Uh, I think we're knocking at the door a little bit. And what a bizarre, <laughs> a bizarre OG there from it was one of them. where It was like double, I don't know about you, but it was like a double take. It's like what's just happened there? Yeah, it's a strange.
1: Like he was looking. He was looking away from goal. And sort of like, he let him sort of hit him on the head and he just went like, flew in. Like, the pace on the corner obviously helped, didn't it? Because there was quite a lot of yeah. pace on the ball anyway. Um, but he was, so, he was so bothered by what Manny was doing. He wasn't really That's what I
0: think Yeah, he was too concerned with Manny. and um, got too tight. And then it just, yeah. just like, it was comical, really. Just hit his head and just flew in, yeah. didn't it? And then the second half it almost happened again. He added yeah. one against the post, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I thought it was Firmino at first, and they showed the replay. It was Joe uh, Evans. I thought, yeah, two in a game, that'd be uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think they made reference <laughs> to that in commentary as well, didn't they? Um, so yeah, one nil, and then um, obviously I think they did have the chance through Barnes in between that and um, Liverpool second, but obviously we we're still, were still well, well in control uh, of the game, and we were looked the dangerous, most dangerous side um, to threaten the goal and. Jota again. Uh, I think you you know you're you're obviously a big fan, aren't you, of uh,
1: this guy? Yeah, well, I know I know he had a at Wolves. I followed him a little bit when he went to Wolves in the Championship and kept a bit of an eye on him. But he's just he's just he's exceeded my expectations completely. Um, I I didn't realise he had the impact he has. His, his technical ability, the fact that he can go left or right. Um, in some ways, he almost brings more to the team than Salah does. Some games, I think. I know Sal's obviously a, good, more of a good, mm. proven goal scorer, but he, he's a bit like Manny, where he, he always looks a threat, even when he's not yeah. scoring. He's still, he his the ball his movement and his
0: run, I thought that was an excellent just, example of his how good his movement and his runs into the box are. Because if you
1: look. Yeah, and just, just his ability all around just just, just exceeds what I thought, really. And knew, knew he was a good player, and I thought he yeah. would have needed time to bed in and you know give it a season or so. But he's, he's come in, Auckland's yeah, plays, he? he's I just thought, like, been fantastic.
0: I mean, without blowing me on trumpet and, all, and I thought he would be quite good for us. But I have to say, you know, I, I, to get, you know, to be on this kind of streak now where he's scoring so many goals, the thing I, I didn't I didn't think he'd be such a threat to like the first 11 that he is, you know, in terms of like dislodging that front three. Yeah. But he, you know, he's, he's put himself in there really. Uh, but no, like I said, I think that was a good example of how good his movement is. Great cross from Robbo. Um as well. And...
1: Well to be honest, just mentioned the Robbo Day's he's, he's probably been my player of the season Johnson so far, to Robbo. be honest. I think he's been right. Robo. I just think this season he's been he's like took it on again another level. Um I don't know if he's getting a bit more space on the left hand side now than he did last season where everyone's sort of like everyone's focusing down our right hand side more. But he's just just overall on game with his delivery everything's been you know top draw
0: yeah, I thought he was very like, like I said I keep saying this about every player in that game but he was another one you know very, very good yeah and um yeah I think there was a stat after the game they do it interviewing Milner weren't they and they were saying he's got the most assists apart from De Bruyne since he joined Liverpool or something in the Premier League Not really more than Arnold apparently yeah that was what the well this was the uh, what yeah. he was saying in the interview so um
1: yeah not, yeah, not my words. Not... The only thing I really like about him... <laughs> I'll just, uh, prove, try and prove that one later. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing I like about him as well is he seems to have more responsibility on in last of, last, this last of 12 months or so. Like when, obviously, there's no fans there, so you can hear the players much more. And he is one of our more vocal players, I've noticed. And now he's, he's Scott, Scotland captain yeah. now, isn't he, as well? And I think he, he probably looks up to players like yeah. Henderson and Milner you know, as someone who's probably not the most technically gifted player in the world, but through hard work and work ethic, managed to find himself, you know, as one of the best players in his position in the world. And I think you can tell he's sort of, he's always carrying their mantle of sort of telling players where to go, sort of, as we mentioned the other week about Henderson, sort of saying like, you oh, well done or close down. And you, know, you can hear Robbo's voice every time it's down down his side. Yeah, he's,
0: a, he's another character, isn't he? And like you said, he obviously... Yeah, he's captain in Scotland as well. He's he's obviously got good leadership qualities to him. So, no, nah, I, I agree completely. Um, so then, second half obviously um, turned into the Bobby Firmino show a little bit, didn't it? Um, it just looked like he wasn't gonna. It looked like he was never ever gonna
1: score. <laughs> it was so unlucky, wasn't it? it was I mean that
0: one where he hits, that one where he turns and you think he's one on one and he hits the post, it comes back out to him, it hits him. Yeah. Don't even think he knows really you know, what's happening. It hits him. And then it's off the line, but it's like the closest decision you'll ever see when it comes to goal line technology.
1: Yeah, ten millimeters
0: yeah. wasn't it? Um, I think he had a couple I think he had one in the first half as well, to be fair, where um he kind of like Flung his, his leg at it and he got. I think Matip headed it across from a free kick, and um, he kind of flung his, his leg at it and almost got on it. And there was a couple of close like when um, he had a chance when uh, Evans hit the post um, in the second half as well. And there was just another shot, I think, that ricocheted out to him, he didn't quite get it under control. It's just one of them we are thinking it's just not going for him here whatsoever, but um. Yeah. You know, he kept plugging away and then uh, got his goal with a header from, from Milner's Corner. And I think uh I think everyone was kinda, of, you know, apart from Stu maybe who's who's kind of uh in protest, decided to to uh, <laughs> veto the podcast. But um yeah, like what what did you think overall
1: of Femino? Of, of Do you think it was a better performance? Like yeah, he grew into the game I thought, I thought he went away with Brazil the on the yeah. score sheet for them I think um, and he seemed to grow into the game and think one of my big faults with him recently has been that he's never been a prolific goal scorer, but it's always been he brings a lot to the team and the last few weeks my criticism has been more the fact he hasn't really done that and he sort of, through lack like of confidence really, not really had, had a poor touches or not seem to want the ball as much uh, but as the game went on he, he wanted the ball more and more and he he was he was yeah. key to what we were doing quite often as well. He um, just seemed you know back to himself really, and you know what a header it was. Um, yeah. He was close to the penalty spot I think when he headed it. It was like a mm. Van Dyke header. It was so much power he, on it. And, he loves you know, headers goaler. against Leicester. Uh, I football.
0: think that there's quite a few he
1: scored against yeah. them. Headers. Um, yeah, was good in the air. Actually, to be fair. He is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it, it's good. it's competition again, isn't it? Obviously, Salah's got a negative COVID test now. So he'll be coming back into the team, and it's you know who, who do you play in the next game? Are like them four? Do you play all four again, or do you drop one? Because at the moment, I think Manny's the one who hasn't scored in a few games. So, yeah, but he, I thought he, I thought he played really well actually. But well, yeah. You know, yeah, he's he's on like that, I
0: think Manny but uh,
1: yeah, it's a good it's a good problem to have, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, it it it, it definitely is, and um, yeah, no, I I, I thought well, do, do you know the biggest thing for me actually in that game for me, you know, and I've I've said it. We've been doing the the bo- the, uh, the podcast before. I, I've not seen him like in the. He, he's not getting in the. I kept on saying he's not getting in the box enough. Do you know what I mean? For like chances to fall yeah. to him, but in that game, it felt like the chances were like coming to him, but he just wasn't finishing them. So I would, I'd rather I'd that in a way that he's like getting in the positions where he should be. Like he he could be scoring. Than like not at all because I felt like he's been getting deeper and deeper and deeper and just nowhere near the box a lot of the time so that, that yeah. for me was quite pleasing that he was getting into those positions to score a goal
1: and um, yeah I think as well he's, not, he's never going to be like a 30 goal season man but if he can get sort of what say sort of around 15 yeah. goals that's a good return for him isn't yeah, it yeah I think he was at that level wasn't he where
0: he was getting between the 15 or so goals for a couple of seasons and then he's just dropped that off a little bit and then you you know, we do need a little bit more from him in terms of the goals, don't we? Um, so I think that is important
1: yeah. for him to kind of like up that a little bit. Yeah, I think I think the, now, the, now Jota's there as well. I think the pressure's on him even more, isn't it, so, to get some goals?
0: Yeah, and I think it's. I think it, you're right. You know, in a way, puts the pressure on, takes it off a little bit as well because. Um, yeah, you know it's another source of goals in the team. Um, but pressure might be on for his starting place. You don't, you don't know. But then we started all four against against Man City. I, st- I still think, and I, st- you know, I, I haven't changed from this whatsoever. I still think, you know, I, I don't think Klopp is going to suddenly turn around and be like Firmino's on the bench all the time. now. I, I think he's still crucial to what we do. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I did call for the second. Let's see if that game someone a bit in terms of in front of goal
1: as well. A bit more confidence and back to himself, hopefully.
0: Yeah, exactly. Another uh, mention in in this game, which we touched on briefly, but James Milner, uh, so good they named the door after him, apparently. Have you seen that one?
1: Yeah, I've seen a picture of it, actually, he's as well. I thought it was a joke at first, but it's actually, it actually a real plaque. Obviously, it's a joke, but I mean, it's actually a real plaque yeah. on the door. Um, but, yeah, I think he's such a... He's got to be the best free sign in history, hasn't he, surely? Yeah.
0: Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brendan really Rogers, such...
1: ironically. Yeah. Yeah, true. But he's just he's, such a, he's just a model professional, and not he? He just, he just plays yeah. wherever you tell him to play. And just and He's just so solid and He's underappreciated in a way, isn't he? Because his, his ability is better than people realise, well, you know, I think, do... as well. Because he got, two, he got two assists, didn't he? But if you remember as well, when he moved into midfield, he played a lovely ball through for Manny, and Manny yeah. probably should have scored um, one-on-one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just shaped it. It's a bit too too obvious, didn't he? Um, yeah, so could have easily been a three, three assists. Yeah, he's, do you know what, though, as well? To be fair, like toward, there were games last season... And um, a little bit this season as well, I think. Where I have thought at times, do you know, what I'm not sure. Like um, his quality hasn't quite been there. Um, but he came on against Man City, went and was really good. And um, and again at the weekend was was absolutely brilliant. You just think what he had there in terms of like you know in the in the dressing room, and also the versatility. Do you know what I mean? Like we get another injury to Cazor, he goes into midfield. And like you know, yeah. no complaints whatsoever. You just think it is pretty priceless, isn't it? Um, he's just, he's just, yeah, great definitely. to have in, in the squad, and he's, uh, you know, vital to that whole kind of like the group as a whole. I think, isn't
1: he? Yeah, and he's got kind of a player as well. When he sort of does hang his boots up, he'd want him in the you know in the backroom staff somewhere wouldn't he as well? I think just to keep him around yeah. the club. Um, I think he's that big a character now. Yeah,
0: that game reminded me a little bit. Uh, the Leicester game reminded me of the um. Uh we went to the game actually against Bournemouth. It was the last league game at Anfield in front of a crowd. Do you remember he played left back? I think Robertson was um I think Robertson must have been injured. Yeah. And he Milner played left back and he was like man of the match. He cleared one off the line.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, they the yeah, did the yeah. And like we didn't play that yeah.
0: well, but like he was the one who was who was really like digging in and, and you know he, he he was he was there, like in terms of being able to to come into the team and do the job. And you know, again, you, you can't you can't. It's difficult to really fault the guy, isn't it? Um, just, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: superb and he I went, well see- deserved. I remember door. that season? He- yeah, definitely. But I remember that season. He was at left back. And he got he didn't get like ten assists as well, or something. He got a lot of assists from left back as well. He
0: did. I- yeah, you season... put me on the spot and got
1: stats to hand. Uh, Northern, but... but it was a very productive season for him, anyway, and it just it just shows what a good delivery he's got, I think, which is kind of yeah. He has many, seems to be plenty, forgotten many, about a little bit when
0: he cuts inside. You're right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously that win um, has put us on to twenty points level with Tottenham in this kind of like you know mad season. Really, I uh, did one uh, good little stat that I just heard on uh, Twitter which I quite enjoyed Um, at the time of recording Burnley have have won tonight um, against uh, Crystal Palace and it now means that Man City are now closer to Burnley in terms of points than Liverpool so albeit they played a game less we're now 8 points ahead of City and they lost obviously 2-0 to Tottenham what, what's going on here do you think with this uh, how the title race is is, is kind of uh, shaping up
1: are we going to run run away Before with it was... again I possibly I don't know I think I actually, I'll actually. i be honest you, the last time we did this podcast and we named our top four for the season I did kind of forget about Spurs if I'm honest I didn't, I didn't include them in it yeah, but I I didn't the Spurs include them in the top book. four no <laughs> and now you think we're going to win Which the title I think we but I do think uh, I do think they could definitely pull a challenge. I think under Mourinho, you know what you're going to get. You're not going to get fancy football, but yeah. you get a solid team. And you know he, he didn't get much praise when he was at Manchester United, um, but I'm sure he finished second under, didn't he? Yeah. One season. Um, you know he, he does do a job, and they've got some you know they've got some good players anyway. Um, so that, you know I think they are if they keep their players fit. I think they are possible challenges. Whether they can get close to us, I don't know, but. You got a fancy city to come back at some point, but with with Aguero, they just look a bit toothless? Really, don't they? Don't yeah, they feel, like, ten... I, I obviously watched that game. Like... Um, they look nowhere
0: near the side that they've been. Yeah. Um, not obviously last season they dropped off, didn't they? But the two kind of previous to that where they amassed all those points, they look. To me, it looks like a team at the end of a cycle. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, very much so. They don't. They. Do not look up to the level uh, that they were
1: whatsoever. And I think teams like aren't that scared of them anymore. Well, I said it to you. I remember on the podcast I said when we played them, you look at their first eleven and it doesn't really, it doesn't scare you. With the couple, you know, with, the, with Aguero in particular, it doesn't strike fear into mm. you. Where a couple of seasons ago you'd look at their starting eleven and think, oh shit, you know, we could get tonked here if we don't play well. Um, but even one to eleven now, if they don't look that strong. You know, you've you've lost players like Company, Fernandinho, David Silva say with Aguero got injured, and you look at the players who have come in to replace them, they're nowhere near the same level, are they?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they've got this Diaz and Laporte, who I mean, by all accounts, you know, it, it is an upgrade in terms of what they got. I just don't think they can deal with a counter-attack. I don't know if yeah. uh, teams are just exploiting it better now, or whether they're just getting... Because, like, Man City, they almost, like, suffocated teams a little bit, I think, when they were really yeah. going strong. But teams now, when they are getting that chance to get out, it's too easy. Do you know what I mean? It's too yeah. easy to like get loads of space on the counter attack. I don't know whether that's something to do with like the way Guardiola's setting them up or what. But they're, they're so vulnerable at times. to me, you know, again, it's always a dangerous thing to say when we when when we've got our Liverpool heads on. But like, they to me, they they, they look they look short of of being able to. Um, to win the league this season, I have to be honest. I think, I think if we that you know Van Dyke was fit, I honestly think we'd run away with it this season.
1: Yeah, Again. do you know what I found weird as well? I've seen a couple of the, like City games recently, like the one against and most of the game of the other day, and like De Bruyne's mannerisms when he's playing, he, he looks almost like defeated sometimes. Um, we spoke about our players before having a really good attitude, yeah. like never give up attitude. I was watching De Bruyne the last couple of games for City, and he just looks like. Wants to go down, like they just he seems like just like shrugging his shoulders and just kind of like sulking a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know, seems like to a to attitude than where they were two years ago, just like, yeah, well, you know, he him to come back, wouldn't he? Guardiola
0: signed a new two year deal, hasn't he? I was quite surprised about, about that,
1: yeah. Well, he mentioned he mentioned Liverpool in his post uh, mass post match conference, didn't he, as well?
0: Who Guardiola,
1: yeah, he's obsessed with us.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? I, I. When he was at Barcelona, and um, I love Guardiola. I think you know what he's what he's done for the game and how he's evolved the game, especially with that Barcelona team that he had. um was unbelievable. But um, I do think he uh, one of his downfalls is is he, he does try to be a little bit too clever at times. I think, yeah, um, and he's almost. Um, I don't know. I guess all managers have faith in the in in the, in their own kind of philosophy and stuff. But I do faith, think faith. it's sometimes blind faith.
1: It's stubbornness, isn't it as well?
0: Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they get up because they, like, I say it's eight points now and they've got a game in hand, obviously. But it's still, as we know, any type of gap between us and them in the last few seasons has been, you know, so significant. So. And we've already played them away, which is which is great. You know, we've got we've got them at, at home coming up. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's kind of wait and see what what they do. Anyone else in the mix? You think or
1: Chelsea or? I like uh, I think Chelsea play some good football at the moment, and I think they're getting more organised. But I think it's probably maybe a season too soon. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think definitely think they, they could mount a challenge. I wouldn't be that surprised if they did. But I do think maybe maybe next season to be more. Ready for it,
0: yeah. I think they'll be short as well. Um, so I mean, just the, you know, some of the results they won 2 0 at Newcastle, Um obviously Tottenham 2 0 over City, Um Brighton won away. Um, they, that was a big win for Brighton, they won away 2 1 at Villa. Come back to that in a sec because there's, there's some VAR stuff I want to discuss with you. Um, I'm sure you'd be pleased to um but now Villa Villa have been a bit up and down, but um like and Grealish going off topic here, but Grealish has been really good, uh, especially for England. Um but yeah, two one Brighton. Uh United won one nil at home to West Brom, controversial. Everton won three two at Fulham, just about. Fulham missed another another pen, but they didn't try and dink it this time. Um the guy, uh Cavallero, I think it was, just slipped on his arse instead. Don't know if you seen that one. Yeah, three penalties they've missed on the bounce. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible that, isn't it? Um <laughs> I would have loved for like Luckman to take it and just try and think it down the middle again. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you're the <laughs> keeper there, you're thinking there's no chance he's gonna do it again.
1: I imagine we didn't You've missed though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't bear thinking about it, really. Sheffield United, bloody hell, like uh one 0 loss at home to West Ham. They've now lost eight, drawn one.
1: Yeah, big trouble, aren't they?
0: And they were like, so, you know, they were so good last season, um, especially clean sheets wise. But they, they look, yeah, they've had a horrendous start. Leeds nil, Arsenal nil. Um, I, I watched this. Um, I thought, to be honest, both teams lacked a little bit in the final third. Uh, Pepe getting himself sent off needlessly there. Um, Arsenal, for me, continue to look like a team who are just, you know, very average. Yeah. Um, Burnley at Palace, uh, like I, say I was at time record, they they've won. And uh, Wolves, uh, Burnley's first win of the season. Wolves, Southampton ongoing. I think it's nil nil uh, at the moment. Uh, but yeah, talking point VAR. Uh, so we established before we actually came onto this that you didn't see the Villa Brighton incident. So I kind of gloss over that, but there was because there was a very similar one in the United West Brom game, which you've seen, right? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is going on with like these calls where the referee is given a penalty, looking at it and then reversing the decision for what is surely not a clear and obvious error? Yeah,
1: we've spoken about it so many times, haven't we? And it's I want to <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> but that's what it comes back to, isn't it? A clear and obvious error. If it's if you can't make a decision instantaneously, pretty much, it's not clear and obvious, is it? If you, if they if the panel over the I can't remember his name, what his name did our game, didn't he? David Coos. That's it, David Coos. If he can't if he can't see straight away he should overturn the decision, then then refer it down to the referee to have another look. is isn't clear and obvious, is it? And you know, and I can see why it's, I can see why it's been changed. But at the same time, I think it's not.
0: Can you? Because I can't. I think he's kicked him in the shin. I think yeah. it's stone wall
1: penalty all day. And he gets a touch on the ball. that's all that's I'd say he does get a touch on the ball.
0: No, I disagree completely.
1: Yeah, I can, can see you. I can, I can see, I can, see I can see why. To be honest, but he gets a touch. He does get a very small touch on the ball. But it's, again, it's not clear and obvious. It's not. No, I wouldn't it's take, would take an error. I think he's he's made his decision. He should stick with it. Like, you, it's, it's, well, you slow it down as well. It looks worse. Things always look worse in slow motion, don't they, as well? So, you know, we've seen it in real time. He had a good position of it.
0: Yeah, I just think what, you know, we've had that a few times this season, these stupid kind of decisions all over the place. I mean, if you were like West Brom in that situation, no, you get, you get you. what you think is a penalty. It gets turned over. United go up the other end and get a penalty for a stupid handball rule. They miss the penalty. You have to retake the penalty. Then they end up scoring it. I mean, yeah. how many kicks in the bollocks do you want? Yeah,
1: it's typical United nice as well, isn't
0: it? I, there's I, so many penalties. You know, it, I right? was I was like, I, Fernandez is in my fantasy team, but honestly, I could not give a shit. Like, yeah. I, I was pissed off. Right. Like, well,
1: well, I I captained him, so I did. Um... <laughs> I,
0: wonder, I, I, scared, I don't, I I don't wonder...
1: dare say did you celebrate United goal,
0: but yeah, I didn't celebrate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said, "We're well, going to score too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like I keep moaning about it, but I just think like there's something that's you know uh, there seems to be like new intricacies intricacies to this VAR. Like every week, you know, we're talking about the handball stuff where we were like, "Yeah, what the hell's going on with the handball?" Where they're like it's seemingly close to the body. And then there's ones that they don't give. There was one in that Arsenal-Leeds game which they didn't even look at, barely, where it hit a hand. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I know what you
0: mean. So there's inconsistency there. And then yeah. we're seeing ones now where it looks like somebody's clipped somebody. There was one in the Villa-Brighton game as well, very similar. And then they've looked at it intrinsically and, and, and kind of... You know, slowed it right down. Look for like the bear's touch on the ball, and then gone. Yeah, I need to look at the screen. Yeah, and then they've changed them. Out. I just, yeah, I, it just it's not not comfortable with it whatsoever. I think that's
1: what frustrates me. I is think
0: it? it needs to be black. You know, it it seems clear. Or not it needs to be black and white. If there's any kind of like. Not too sure there. I think, you know, just stick with the original decision. Yeah.
1: Like, that's basically, basically what I was going to say there. I like, think at the end of the day, the technology is brought in to reinforce like clear and obvious mistakes, wasn't it? Where now it's like you, you put, you're giving someone else a technology and it's still human error. It's still human making the decision. So the technology is not really helping, is it? In a, in a way, like you say, it should just be black and white decisions. Like, I know offsides have been controversial as well, but goal line technology, probably offsides. And, you know, clear and obvious by, like, the Pepe one, for instance. Like, that would clear and obvious, that work in that scenario. But so many times it doesn't.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Um, but I feel like we're in for more of this. Um, yeah, unfortunately. It's going to be painful. Um, just finally, then, uh, looking ahead to Champions League now again, Uh Fixtures running around, so we've got Atalanta at home. Obviously, we absolutely tonked them away. And I thought, I thought they were awful in that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we were very good. Um, we've won three out of three. We're looking, um, looking good. What, what, what are you thinking in terms of the teams? Think he terms, it
1: changes it round a little bit here or not? that he's got many options? I was ask you the same question. I was thinking about it then myself, but you'd like to root. Re- I know, I've been asking- <laughs> you'd like to rotate it a bit, wouldn't you? But you haven't got that many options, really. I suppose maybe midfield, probably the only area you could probably rotate a little bit. Um, Tiago's still out, I'm assuming Henderson's probably still out.
0: Yeah, I haven't even mentioned him,
1: but
0: what is going on with Tiago? Like, you the know, warrior, he, he's the uh, the mystery yeah. man. Like,
1: I always get worried when sometimes
0: you wonder whether the some, yeah, sometimes you wonder whether they keep yeah, something in house, mean, don't yeah. you? Um, as it's a big worry for me. Like, yeah, he's such a class yeah. player. and we've, we've not seen anything of him. Like, a game and a half—that's all we've seen. Um, so yeah, I—I I, I, no idea whether he's going to be involved or or not. Um, just looking at the group at the moment, we're on nine. Ajax on four. Atalanta on four. Um. Midget land, uh, or whatever you want to call them, um, on, on zero points. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's politically correct, by the way. Um, so I mean, what I think if we win, we go through. I believe yeah. I that's can't. Did you get did you verify
1: that? Yeah, get the job done. So, to, I think we just cost... So, it's just right. getting the job done. Do you think get qualified and then best players,
0: next yeah, week. I think so. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, uh, definitely. And then we've got two games where we can rotate yeah. it a little bit and bring in the um, if we want to look at some some yeah. younger players, and um, then we can do, yeah. So I, I reckon definitely just try and get the uh, get the job done. Um, and, and hopefully it'd be a another win. Um, all right, I think I think we'll leave it there then. Um do you think this has been a success? I hope so. But
1: if, if any, anyone's, listen, without, without, without anyone's offense, listening, anyone's listening and wants Jones. the return of Stuart Jones, then hashtag come back, Stew. <laughs> <laughs> come back,
0: Stew. <laughs> <Breeze>, to Stuart <laughs> Jones. Um, or who knows? You know, I mean, this. You know, if Bobby Firmino keeps banging in the goals, we may never see him
1: again. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Never know what he, ch- he changed his man over Henderson in the end, didn't you, Matthew? So you he were he you him down eventually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep wearing him down,
0: all right. Um, uh, well, yeah, Bobby. Bobby's revenge. We'll uh, we'll leave it there then. Um,
1: so yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, and the next podcast will be after the weekend's game against Brighton. Thanks for listening. Good night. Cheers.